Welcome, everybody, to Ready, Set, Review, your new favorite home for movies, music, comic, and culture. I am your host, Matt. And I'm Anthony. Boom. Also a host, not to be confused, we're both hosts. There's only, there's only two of us. I'm like uh, the second host. I'm like the secondary host. So, um, all right, so we've got a lot to talk about tonight. We've got a great show tonight. There is um, a lot of shit that has happened in the last week. Um, a lot of what we would call uh, hot topics, quote, hot topics. Um, yeah, lots going on, which but, I'm really excited about. So for me, the hottest topic right now, a couple days ago, came out that the Flash movie, Flash live-action movie, part of the DCEU with Ezra Miller, has uh, been delayed again. <laughs> Produ- <laughs> <Once> again. <laughs> Production is now not slated to start until late 2019, so pretty much a year from now, for most likely a 2021 release date. So now, let's just, re- let's just remind everybody, for those of you not following along, this movie was announced in 2016, and was supposed to come out 2019 at the latest. And now the production yeah. isn't even starting until late 2019. This movie has been through three directors, three writers. Right now there is a, a I'm going to say, quote, there are um, two writers attached to the project. As far as we know, they're still part of the project. And now there's a bunch of shit flowing around. Now everybody's <laughs> speculating. Why, why is the movie delayed again? So let's talk. Why is this movie fucking delayed again? Yeah, and I think that it was something that we had touched on last week. And I think that one of the biggest things that it's the reason why they're delayed is because DC realizes that they need to do a twist. They need to really rethink that the way that they're creating their universe right now and they've seen the success of marvel they they've seen the just overwhelming success of the avengers and and the amount of money that they've made and and with the bad reviews of uh justice league and suicide squad and guaranteed to be aquaman is going to be awful (laughs) um i think that they're doing they're they're taking a step back and they're rethinking things because you, you know the problem is is that they have an incredible flash they have a great series and a great show on the cw the flash show is great definitely if you guys haven't seen it would definitely encourage you to definitely check it out um but i think that's one of the big problems and i see this as a like a huge um you know really good thing that they're doing now in my opinion when i saw justice league one of the the characters that i hated the most was the Flash. Like, yep. I just didn't think he just yeah. didn't fit the character, in my opinion. And that's fine. You know, it's, it's you know, an original character, an original take. I know that there's a lot of people out there that really liked the way that the Flash was done. Personally, I hated him. I hated him. I hated every scene that he was in. I hated his stupid quips. <laughs> I hated everything about him. I just didn't think he was any good. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, the delay on this movie for me just speaks volumes to my uh, conspiracy theory that I slated on the last episode. And I'm telling you, man, this just, DC Gate is real, man. DC Gate is happening. This is just further evidence that that Warner Brothers and DC has secret plans to just blow up the DC movie universe as we know it and start from scratch. If you do not think that the Joker movie, which is coming out with Joaquin Phoenix, and is scheduled to be set in a different universe than the one we know, if you do not think if if you do not think that that's DC and WB secretly laying the groundwork and piloting a different shared universe so they can get rid of the dumpster fire universe they currently have, you're out of your fucking mind. And this is just further proof of that. Yeah, and on that point, I think it would be really cool, something that they could do, literally kill off the current DC universe. You know, one of the coolest things that DC has ever done is their Crisis storylines. And when they have retconned their universe, Crisis on Infinite Earths that happened back in the 80s was an incredible story. And it like literally retconned the entire universe. And I think that they can implement that sort of thing into the movie universe and literally kill off characters. And I think it would be much more powerful and influential. I think it would resonate a lot more. Um, and you know, bring in some nostalgia characters, maybe even a, a few nostalgia actors. And if you want, and if you want to talk about like fan service, which is what 
you know, that asshole Zack Snyder was all about doing, even though he went about it in the completely wrong way. If you want to talk <laughs> right. about, right, like if you want to talk about fucking fan service, there's never been more of a golden opportunity to give the fans what they want in a, on a Crisis on Infinite Earth storyline with what they have right now. Because technically speaking, if you go back all the way to the, the, the serials from the 1940s, all the way up through the Adam West Batman and the, the Batman with Michael Keaton in the 80s and then the Superman show uh, with Christopher Reeves and everything else, DC has way more live action content, historically speaking, than Marvel. And that's going to remain true for a very long time. The, the Crisis on Infinite Earth is on a silver fucking platter. And to your point about The Flash... The CW universe right now with the with the Flash and Green Arrow and all those characters is it, just worlds beyond, worlds beyond anything that they've put on the big screen. And they'd be fucking stupid to just not blow it all up. And, and, I, and I'm not saying you've got to bring the TV characters into an ongoing movie storyline. You don't need to do that. They've already explored the existence of multiple Earths on the CW universe uh, series. Just bring that concept to the movie universe and it's just one more fucking movie universe make it earth 26 or something it's just one more fucking universe and then you can get rid of the garbage suicide squad you get rid of all this batman batfleck nonsense you get rid of henry cavill you can keep wonder woman maybe keep yeah. aquaman if it turns out to be good i hope shazam is going to be good because it looks fucking good yeah, it's just good. an easy way to shed yourself of all the fucking garbage and the <laughs> comic books how many times have they done this in the actual comic yeah, book so many times use a retcon hey, to get rid of shit they don't want hey you remember when superman split into red and blue electricity <laughs> superman after the uh the sun eater came in yeah i mean like look and and in the 90s like it's, it's like the comic books in the 90s were you know really a weird time like there's some definite stories to enjoy but i mean you know getting a chance to retcon out of that was you know one of the best things that they've ever done yeah right and and i actually i would have to disagree with you i think you know and again going back to what we talked about last week if DC focuses their movies on yeah. the villains, yep. they focus their movies on the villains, then they take their heroes that they do so well yep. in the CW shows, bring those heroes who already have an established story, right. um, history, like they bring those heroes and those actors into the villain universe that they've created, bam, right. now you're talking about magic. And I really think you've got established audiences that are big fans of the show that will go and see those movies and will mark out when they see those characters actually in the 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 movies themselves yeah and then if you have these you establish around the villains because anybody who knows stories and certainly anybody who is a professional wrestling fan out there knows that it is the villain character that makes the story. It is the villain that makes the hero that much more credible, that much more believable. You have to have a an unbelievably strong, uh, attention-grabbing villain in order to be able to have that, that really captive... Uh, hero and and to do that hero storyline and I and I I really I, I think that's the the move to do I think establish your heroes in TV shows which has always to your point yeah going all the way back to the Superman serials that were incredible yep. and the Superman show with George Reeves you know it, it those are the that's the way to to change it and you establish the heroes in the TV shows bring them into the movies where you establish in the movies the villains themselves and you don't have them cross over until you have a major crossover yep. event and just to remind everybody the reason why the so according to the Hollywood reporter where I read where we read this uh, news about the delay <laughs> the the reasoning behind it is the uh, the ever classic scheduling conflict because uh, Ezra Miller who oh, plays yeah. the Flash has uh, signed on to play I'm forgetting the character's name in the latest series of Harry Potter movies The Crimes of Grindelwald the ones coming out so he's playing yeah. one of the main he was in the Fantastic Beast movie a couple years yeah, ago he's so he's playing Harry one of the Potter main characters right yeah. yeah so he's playing one of the main characters in there and you know part of me believes that there is some sort of scheduling conflict sure but to delay the movie that long for a scheduling conflict and claiming that that's the issue when, mind you, the Fantastic Sec the Fantastic Beast uh, sequel, uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, comes out next month. 
There have yep. been zero announced plans for a third movie in that series. You know what's going to happen. It's going to happen. But no I mean, dates inevitable. or anything have been announced. Yeah, so to claim scheduling conflicts as the reason why Ezra Miller can't start The Flash until late 2019, it, you're not fooling anybody, DC, okay? So just keep keep trying. Keep on playing. You're not, you're not fucking fooling anybody. Nice try, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, you know, and I, I think it's going to be interesting to see the way – uh, DC makes a, an audible, you know, yeah, and, they definitely and actually, are. and, and actually, uh, flips the script. And I, and I really hope that they just abandon it. Legitimately wonder woman is the only good character that, that you can bring over and yeah. you can just use Gal Gadot, who's an incredible actress, right? You just use her in the new universe and just say that the other one was just some other Earth three, you exactly. know, whatever. Well, because they've Earth already they've already created fifty two. The, the first Wonder Woman movie already created massive plot holes because in Batman versus Superman, she goes on that whole spiel about how she had given up on mankind <laughs> after World War One, yeah. and then now this new movie is coming out in nineteen eighty four, and it's like I, I saw I saw a great meme. It was like yeah. I'd given up on mankind, and it was a picture of Gal Gadot smiling, except for that wacky adventure I had in nineteen eighty four, like. <laughs> <laughs> fucking come on guys like yeah and it's going to be interesting like i'm actually still looking forward to that and, oh, and yeah. hopefully that it's early enough where they can do some reshoots on that and some plot twists and that and they can actually adjust the storyline there so that it actually makes it good and flows into their new uh, idea their new art i just wanted to like, i want that movie to just like fully embrace all things like, I, hope, I hope this is seen where she's in like an 80s techno club like remember that club in uh uh, that Laura, that uh, Sarah Connor is hiding from the Terminator from in the first Terminator movie. Oh, it's yeah. like the most '80s club oh, ever. Yeah. Like I want a scene like that in Wonder Woman '84. That would, that like, would be really just, you know, cool. That would on. definitely be a cool. Scene. Give me all the '80s. Yeah, definitely so, be a cool scene. So in other movie news, yeah, controversial moving, moving, movie news. Moving on to sort of the uh, the next topics and and some news and rumors here. I read a report today, and this is not a rumor, this is news, and it's fun <laughs> news as far as I'm concerned, that the uh, the new Rock movie uh, in the Fast and Furious franchise, the spinoff from Fast and Fur Furious uh, called Hobbs and Shaw with Jason Statham in it, because um, I didn't watch the last one, like Jason Statham's character used to be a villain, somehow they're friends now, I don't fucking know, it's probably dumb, but... The yeah, former executive, with yeah, or, yeah, with um, yeah, with Hobbs, exactly. Same thing. So, former executive producer on on old Fast and Furious movies um, is now suing uh, the production of Hobbs and Shaw over some like intellectual property bullshit and how he was like removed. But anyway, long story short, it doesn't matter why he's suing. It's the fact that he's suing. And what I like about this story is that it's giving a movie that people didn't want to see negative press right out of the gate like they haven't even they've barely started production on this movie and they're already starting with this negative press like this is a movie i don't care how much you like the the fast and the furious movies i don't care how much you like the rock in those movies this is not a movie that anybody wants to see nobody asked for this but that being said and this is the most frustrating part of this whole thing it has the rock in it and it's Probably gonna do fucking well, and it's goddamn it. The The Rock is the most bankable star that you can put in your movies now, you know. And, and I want to hate him. I want to hate him. You know, being a, a huge Rock fan from all the the way back when I was a kid, and and seeing him in WWE, and and now getting a chance to watch his movies all the way up from Scorpion King, and I, I've seen a lot of the serious stuff that he's done, like Gridiron Gang, and um and some of the other things, but. You know, I, I, you know, I, there's a bubble. The rock, the, there's a bubble, there man. A bubble, I'm telling you. But is there? Because in order for there to be a bubble, there needs to be a new action star that's going to take over, a new bankable action star, and there's nobody. The, the the action stars that are out there right now are all in superhero movies. That's a good there point. There are no like there is no young and up and coming action star. And when The Rock came in, it was yeah. right at a time where both Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger were starting to make that turn and getting to be too old, and you didn't want to see them in action movies anymore. Jean-Claude Van Damme, same thing, right? Where they were getting too old to be that like mainstream action star, and bam, The Rock comes in, and he's at that perfect time, right? And now you've got this rock bubble where he just because the guy's a worker. I mean, you can't you can't doubt the guy's work ethic. No, definitely the not. guy is one of the most active, like 
impressive. Yeah. Just like the guy is just he's just amazing, right? Like we should all take something away from his work ethic. But at the end of the day, yeah, about eight hundred you know, pounds of cod. Yo, jeez. <laughs> you ever see his diet? It's the most ridiculous thing. Um, but the guy, I mean, but he's he's. I love great. I love he's seeing his shape. I love seeing his cheat meals that he posts on his Instagram page. The, the last three <laughs> weeks, he's posted these cheat meals. It's like you know when you go to like sushi restaurants, they give you like the sushi yeah, boat. It's like all it's for like sushi. ten people. Yeah. <laughs> that like that's just for him. Yeah, and then, that's for him. And then like some sort of peanut butter like cookies and like that he bakes and himself. And, like, and, and he's like, the ball. He has like a <laughs> two fucking foot high stack of pancakes. <laughs> that my man just fucking crushes. He's like, a you know what I love it. Like you can't. You can't deny, and he's just a great, great, great um, actor. He's a great action star, and he's bankable. People want to see him. He's so great. I totally, so I totally agree with you. But I still, I can't get past. I mean, like, look, look at what we have. We have this year alone. He's had what? He had the the Rampage movie. He had the fucking Jungle Book, and he had Skyscraper. Uh, uh Jumanji, not Jungle Book. Uh, right, Jumanji. Sorry, right. So Jumanji did really well. They're already making a sequel. I saw it the other night. It was great. Yeah. Rampage and Skyscraper? Garbage. It didn't do so well, right? Garbage. So you've got those I, I three. I think that, no, now, saying that, I think that they actually made money worldwide. The, the movie no, yeah, they, made they make money. money. You know, they're, they're, yeah, they're always going to make money. Well, like, and that's, that's I guess right there. Point, anyway, that's, that's the right there. You know right? what? You're right. And, and, I, I was going to say, because like next year you're going to have, what, no less than three more rock movies plus another season of Ballers. Like so, like I guess which, my which anybody who's out there who is watching the current season of Ballers, it's a great show. Uh, it is garbage this season. It's a great show. The I concept this is great. Season. The the show so far has just it was just not a good season. I was not a fan of it. Um, I, I think that it got away from the core, and I, you know, and I feel like there was some real jump the shark moments, and it was just ugh, it just did not. It did not satisfy, in my opinion. You know, I'm glad you said jumping the shark because uh, Burger King. Oh, oh, fucking speaking. Burger King jumped about eight sharks today uh, <laughs> with the news that they're making a what, what? What are they calling it? The nightmare fuel burger the, or something the like that? Nightmare, yeah, it's the nightmare burger, or the nightmare sandwich or something. Where scientifically proven <laughs> to give you more nightmares. I want to see Trump tweet about this. <laughs> is, is that something you want? Now, you know, I, I really want to reach out to our audience here and, 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 you know, definitely like, let us know, leave a comment. Shout uh, out to Burger King. Yeah. Shout out to Burger King. Let us know what you think. Do you want nightmares? Is that something that you would find appealing? Uh, I have I don't. I don't. The, the, I don't. I'm one of those guys. Like I love scary movies. I love horror movies, but if I watch a horror movie at night, Right before I go to bed, I gotta watch like a cartoon or something before I go to sleep. Dude, the thought of eating Burger King is what gives me nightmares because the only time I see Burger Kings now are on those like fucking crusty, broken down uh, highway <laughs> rest stops, you know? And it's like a stand in the in the back corner, and there's like shit on the floor, like actual shit. Yeah. And you're just, it just the the thought of Burger King. So forget the green. So why is it green? What? Why is the bun green? It's not. I remember. So a couple years ago, they did the gimmick with the black bun. Yeah, with the black and bun. It, and it gave you green shits. It apparently, green shit. right? Yeah, it made your shit green. So is the green bun gonna give you Once black again, shits do you or want brown that? shits? I, I'm sorry, I don't want to have neon green shit. That sounds like. That sounds like there's something wrong in my body. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna the lie. Most I think, disgusting thing. I, I think just just once, I would like to see what a neon green shit looked like. I'm not gonna lie. I think it'd be kind of cool. But yeah, that being said, <laughs> wh why is it green? To green own, is I guess. yeah, right. Green is St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Like it, green yeah. makes no sense. And doesn't it have a? It's a burger. And doesn't it have a fucking piece of fried chicken on top of it too? Isn't that the whole? Yeah, which is. Like, I mean, that's a McDonald's concept, right? That's that's all. Uh, all you know. All my uh, my my uh, fast food fans out there, you all know that's just that's just the McOrgy right so, there, the so, McGangbang, so, you know, <laughs> the McGangbang, where you have you take a chicken sandwich, McChicken, you throw it on top of a McDouble, and boom, you got one of the most delicious things that you've ever got. You put a little of the barbecue, the um, yep. the hot sauce, that uh, buffalo sauce, yep. right on top. Man, that is one of the best tasting sandwiches. Oh my god! So Burger King's but next sandwich. I don't want a green bun no. that gives me nightmares. No. Like that just doesn't. Like I know it's Halloween, but you know, come on. It's like those assholes that drink green beer on St. Patty's Day. It's like 
But hey, I mean, to each their own. I mean, it's a gimmick, you know. Hey, a bravo to Burger King for running with it. You know, it's so. the only thing they've got going right now. Yeah, like, dude, you know. I can't believe Burger King is still in business. To be perfectly honest with you, their food is garbage. Well, the original, the original Burger King chicken sandwich is to this day still one of my favorite fast food. All right, burgers. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. That's all I'm giving you on Burger is, King. That is, yeah, their fries are not good, yeah. and, and I'd much rather go to uh, another place except for. Their original chicken sandwich, and if I ever find myself at Burger King, a hundred times out of a hundred, uh, I'm gonna go and, and have that original chicken sandwich. Uh, okay, uh, point of parliamentary procedure: You're lying, sir, because we stopped at a Burger King on our road trip to Orlando uh, this past February, and you Ooh. did not purchase the chicken sandwich. You, in fact, purchased chicken nuggets and a cheeseburger. Did I? So, uh, for those That's of you listening, Anthony's a liar. Apparently, I, I don't remember. Was it really a Burger King? I don't remember. Yeah, well, because like I said, we, we stopped, stopped at Hooters. Well, yeah, but like I said, <laughs> we stopped at a restaurant, and guess what was there? A fucking Burger King. Oh, that's you right. know? No, and I it's did. Is that order, or Roy Rogers? I did order the. No, I didn't order the. You original. did not. No, because I wanted not, chicken sir. nuggets. Yeah. I wanted chicken nuggets, and then I did order a burger with it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I was there, that's man. True. And yes, we did stop at the Hooters, and that was. Uh, where was that? Virginia? West Virginia? Something like that? Uh, somewhere like Some that. Very southern. Yeah, it was, it was a, a good stop. Trip. Yeah, we did was a road a good trip stop. from New Jersey down to Florida. And anyone who's done the drive down 95 from uh, Jersey down to Florida. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Lot of it, fun. it actually goes a lot quicker than you think. You yeah, know, 16 hours flies by like when that. when you're there with somebody that you know you, you have a good time with, you can have some <laughs> good conversations with. So um, things that I'm hyped for this week, just while we're talking about the Burger King sandwich. Yeah, some other news that's come out. Uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, so the original original, so I'm not sure how young some of our listeners are, so if you're, I don't know, o- over the age of 18, you'll know what I mean by the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that came out in 1990, not any of like, the dog shit that's come out in the last 15 years. Yeah. I'm talking with Corey Feldman as Donatello and yeah. fucking with Elias Coteus as Casey Jones. And, and yeah. the, the great uh, costumes. So and... this was a fun fact for me because I'm one of those guys I can recite pretty much every single line of that entire movie. Like, it's just <laughs> one of my all-time favorites. Yep. And I never actually knew this. The original soundtrack to that movie, which when you go back and think about it, it's a pretty fucking cool soundtrack. It's back It's back in the day when soundtracks... Power. Yeah, right? Like it's, it's back in the day when soundtracks actually meant something. So I never knew this. That soundtrack never got released on any sort of physical medium until today. Coming out in the next month, they are releasing the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack from the 1990 movie on vinyl with... New, new art from Kevin Eastman, who everyone should know is the original creator of the Turtles from Eastman Comics. So uh, that's that's just got me really fucking hyped. You know, and I, I really think it's cool. I think that that is an embrace of the way that culture is today. Um, I think that if you go and you look at the stats um, on vinyl record sales, vinyl vinyl records are through the roof right now. Way up. Um, and, I, and I've heard a few different reports and, and predictions saying that, look, if you're on the move and you're mobile, streaming is the way to go. But when you're at home and you're listening to music and your own home, vinyl is just, it's the preferred, it's the preferred for uh, medium for for music and and I love that you know I, I know that you have a vinyl record player I know that uh, my cousin um, shout out to the Dark City Strings and Eric Dannyman they have I'm a great great um, uh, he has a great uh, a record player as well and vinyl player he's got a great vinyl collection and every time we go over there it's always one of the cool aspects yeah right because it's always like you know whenever the vinyl is done you always give the uh, you, you always give it out hey somebody yep. uh, pick somebody a vinyl put it yeah, on, yeah. Somebody, you pick somebody out and you say hey pick a vinyl pick a vinyl and he's right. got a great collection and the next thing I'm going to pick up on vinyl is 100% the new Tenacious D album which drops on November 2nd so uh, wow. if you're listening to our podcast, you're probably a fan of Tenacious D. If you're not a we fan, hope so. If you're not a fan of Tenacious D, just go fucking kill yourself because Tenacious <laughs> D is okay. The- okay, <laughs> you're going a little far there, but Tenacious D, the greatest musical act of our generation. It is an amazing musical act. They are an incredible thing. Whether you see them live, whether you listen to them recorded, uh, we've been fans. We used to listen to them and sing their songs nonstop when we were in high school. Uh, still do, and and still do, and I probably could sing the entire Tenacious D album, the the first album that they came out with. Uh, Didn't we do that the one time on the way to yeah, Great Rock? We yeah, sang the whole thing acapella right, because the, the radio, the radio wouldn't work. The radio <laughs> broke, and we sang it all the way to uh, to a music festival. <laughs> 
And, uh, and it was great. It was a really great experience, and I'm really excited. I, I love the fact that they're coming out with new stuff. Um, I got a chance to watch them on uh, on Hot Ones, which is one of my favorite shows my on YouTube. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Love Hot Ones. And they were just on the most recent episode of Hot Ones. And it was really it – was, it was probably, in my opinion – uh, top five episode of Hot Ones ever. You see um, KG's big like David Letterman beard that yeah, he's got going awesome. on. It, it looks, looks amazing. so great, man. It just it looks so cool, and they're just great. Like a lot of the stuff that they're doing, they have their own YouTube channel right now, which they have these ridiculous cartoons that are oh, on. So but, like, good. Yeah, it's like Apocalyptico, and it's uh, uh, post-apocalypto is yeah, post-apocalypto is the name of the new album. November second, go buy it. No, November second, go definitely go buy it. It 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 looks like a really cool album. Wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be great if Tenacious D was paying us to promote their album? Because that would mean that we knew the D. (laughs) Trust me, (laughs) they literally don't know we exist. That's that's okay. Because maybe maybe one day, day, maybe maybe one one day day they will. Maybe one day we'll be sitting here with JB and KG talking fucking shit. Now we're talking double team. (laughs) We could start that rumor. Like we know, we know, we know <laughs> no, I, don't I don't think we can do that rumor. I don't think that's, that's the thing that would work. Um, but a, uh, a rumor that we can talk about is the rumor that the CW is developing a Superman TV show based on their Superman character that has appeared in uh, season two of Supergirl, played by Tyler. Now nah, I'm going to fuck up his last name. I think it's Hawken. It's either Hawken, Hochin, Hoekin. I don't know. I'm going to go with Hawken. But uh, this guy is, in my opinion, hands down the best – sorry, Christopher Reeves. This guy is the best on-screen Superman I've ever seen. Hot take, I know, because like – Real hot take. That's Reeve, a bold statement right there. Christopher Reeve, you know. And maybe maybe a part maybe a, a part of that is because of the, you know, the, the better costume and the, the, the effects and, and, and uh, budgets and things that we have today. They didn't have back when Christopher Reeve was doing it. But he just – he just nails the Clark Kent Superman combo, and it's so good. And I know you saw, uh, you showed me a picture of his, uh, what appears to be his new costume in the upcoming crossover. Yes, yeah. So it looks like he has the the black costume. So Stephen Amell um, tweeted a picture of Superman in the black costume, which was something that we were all hoping to get so in Justice League the movie, and we didn't get. We and and those of us out there who felt like we were robbed from it. Because um, I thought it would be really cool. You could do the Kryptonian black costume. Was, uh, I I felt like I was robbed of a good movie, but that's it, it depends on what you think. <laughs> I mean, it's so bad. It's so bad that you know. Sometimes it's so bad. It's, it's okay. good. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, it's no, good. but it it looks cool, right? And I want to know <laughs> what's going into that, right? Like, why is he in the black costume? Is it just because it's a different universe, Superman? Yeah. Is it going to be more like Lord Superman? Like, I don't know if you, uh, anybody who's out there is familiar with the Justice League cartoon show. Well, so I need to ask uh, you Justice because you're Lords and and you know, is it going to be something like that? Is it going to be an alternate reality? Is it going to be like. You know, son of Darkseid Superman is going to be like an evil Superman, which I think would be kind of cool and definitely interesting. See, um, I need to ask you because you're you're way more the DC guy than I am. So they're officially calling this crossover um, the Elseworlds crossover. Right. Is that in reference to a DC comic storyline? No. So that's – Elseworlds is in reference to a lot of DC comic storylines. And it, essentially it's all of their other universes. Gotcha. They're all called Elseworlds. Gotcha. Right, so whenever you have like an alternate reality, or, or they want to do almost like W or uh, almost like Marvel does, what if? Comics, right, yeah, yeah. Right, that's that's sort of what it is. They're usually standalone stories, and um, occasionally they'll bring those Elseworlds characters into the mainstream, but um, it's usually a lot of just um, it just kind of standalone stories. Okay, yeah, yeah the new that don't the new- feed into the. Uh, I, I don't know. Marvel calls it the six sixteen. Yeah, sure that's six sixteen is canon. Yeah. Yeah, but that's Marvel. They just number their universe. I don't. Yeah, the, I guess New Fifty Two would be the most canon. Yeah. Right now for DC, I guess that's what you call it. Yeah. So um so yeah because they they officially saw um they released that poster that I showed you um calling it Elseworlds and in the poster it's actually kind of pretty badass looking. Uh, Stephen ML who plays the Green Arrow is dressed up as the Flash and Grant Gustin who plays the Flash. 
is dressed up as Green Arrow. So that's pretty cool. And the other exciting thing about this, aside from the fact that we're going to get some sort of amazing version of Superman in a black suit, they've also confirmed for this crossover that they're introducing the characters of Batwoman and Lois Lane. Right. And now, Lois Lane, fine. That is what it is. Yeah, we already course. knew Superman yeah, existed. Almost, it's almost like you can't have Superman without Lois Lane. But... Can you have Batwoman without Batman? So like, so what? Because this is like oh, what everybody's talking about. So what? But what does 100%. the introduction of Batwoman mean? Does it mean we're eventually going to get Batman, or are they going to do like a Batwoman to be the Batman of the CW universe, which would be awesome? I don't think we need another Batman yeah. personally. I'd be totally fine if they stuck with Batwoman. Yeah, I I I think that the the Batwoman version that they're doing is actually a really cool character. Yeah. Um, I think it's very good for today's society. You know, she is an LBGT character. Um, and you know, I think that it's really good. I, I liked her character in the comics. Um, I thought she was really cool. I like her outfit. I like the way that the they made great. her look. The, the pictures of her so far look really cool. And I think it's really interesting. I'm really glad that they're bringing her in. And 100, just like just like you don't need a Batman in a show to have a Robin or a Nightwing. You don't need uh, you don't need Batman to have Batwoman. Yep. You know, but you just because everybody knows that Batman exists and they're going to talk about him anyway. Exactly. Which is more to my point of why they should keep them separate, right? You know, Batman was never somebody that worked with a TV show aside from the animated series. Keep Batman in movies. You give Superman because you know, kind of uh, yeah. segueing here. You give Superman a standalone show. Yep. Because it's it's worked. Yep. Superman. And it creates the hero, right? You don't need Superman fighting a a world ending villain all the time. Right. You Superman is a hero. You just need him saving lives and like doing good and showing him like show what Superman would really be all about. Yep. Right? Like Show him cleaning up after a hurricane or helping people out during an earthquake. Right? Show him the thing that was missing from the movies is the fact that he is not only a hero, but the hero. The absolute Agreed. ultimate that any person could be, you know, yeah. that, that in showing being and, and then have people love him that way when he dies and it's interesting <laughs> it's actually interesting not just like a forced death with oh let me introduce your doomsday oh, like God. and just shoving oh that was such an awful line so, so bad the only line just worse so than bad. that was the after credit scene in justice league don't you think it's time we have a league of our own oh Ugh. Oh, so I, I couldn't tell. I, I remember when I watched that, I couldn't tell if they were. I was like, I, I, he said that line, and I'm like, so is that a reference to the Justice League? Because they haven't called themselves the Justice League, or is he taking a shot at the Tom Hanks movie, A League of Their Own? Which is a great movie, by the way. Did they really not call themselves the Justice League? Why am I now just realizing they did not call? They really did. They call did not, it. right? They, I'm they not crazy. Never, I didn't they that, never did I? mentioned Justice League ever. No, I think the only time that you hear the word justice is when oh, <laughs> Superman. Scene. I believe in so truth. awesome. If and you're a fan of schlock or bad movies, <laughs> this is the scene for you, man. <laughs> that was so. I I I popped hard, dude. I, oh, I, dude, I, I, know. I was so excited. I laughed my butt off i thought it was so funny only thing worse than uh, that is when uh when cyborg goes booyah at oh the end i was like well just don't you you, you just, heard that just had the joss whole audience whedon. just went Ugh. just, just <laughs> joss whedon all over just joss whedon all over the place he really you know did, and, and listen i'm a huge fan of joss whedon oh, i'm yeah. a fan of charmed i'm a fan of uh firefly is literally one of my favorite shows of all excuse time me, excuse me excuse me charmed didn't he do buffy I know he did Buffy. He didn't did do Charmed. Charmed. No, you dick. Let's go to the big board and confirm this. Did he do Charmed? No, I don't think he did Charmed. We can edit that out. That show was... No, so he I want to no, keep this. <laughs> no, we're going to edit that out. No, post. I want to keep this, you fucker. <laughs> did I just make a mistake? Yes. I know that. I thought he did yeah. Charmed. No, no, let, let's, see who's, let's see who's correct. I'm going to IMDb right now, uh -oh. and we are going to uh -oh. see who is correct. All right, my bad. And I who, thought he did Charmed, And too. who is not. I thought that was... No, uh, Charmed, was, Charmed was terrible, man. Yeah. Hence being very Whedon-y. No, that's yeah, Whedon-y. Yeah, no, it's a series directed by a bunch of fucking people I've never heard of, and series written by a bunch of fucking people I've never heard of. 
Yeah, so Whedon did not do this. You were thinking of Buffy. Yeah, okay. I understand how it can be easy right, to so, get like ass kicking no, so female we'll just, shows. We'll just confused. edit this out in post, right? So I don't look like an idiot. Sorry, people out there. Actually, for all of our listeners, listen, nobody's perfect. We make mistakes. Uh, yeah, so Buffy I'm not is what. That's the best part. Keeping it in. <laughs> so Buffy, yeah, and he also did. Um, what was the other the show that he did with Summer Glau? Too? Oh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. No, he didn't do Sarah Connor Chronicles. He did the other one, Dollhouse. Do- oh. He did Dollhouse. Oh with, my god. With Elijah Dushka. Dollhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, Dollhouse is the fucking best. Mm. If you have not watched Dollhouse, you have to. It's so good. It's a quick. It's a quick yeah. watch. Same. Two but seasons. The Summer Glau curse. Man. Yeah, Summer, Summer Glau, Glau curse, curse, man. Right. Or Summer Glau, dude. Actually, the Dollhouse was more of the Fox curse. You know, Fox loves to cancel their TV. Show. Shows. I can't even believe I can't even believe it got a second season. The fact that it got a second season of Firefly only got one. You know, but whatever. Dollhouse is fucking dope. That's and one of my favorite shows. Elijah Duke. With too. everything that's coming back and, and needing things to have established audiences, right? And needing things to have cult followings, right? In order to make them, why on earth have we not gotten a new Firefly show? It doesn't make sense. Yep. Why is Nathan Fillion doing the rookie? Oh yeah, Which, it, it a fucking like ABC fun. procedural drama. Like, come on. Castle was awesome. It was awesome until it had their kind of jump the shark moments, and then the last couple seasons dragged and whatever, as most things like that do. Yeah. But Castle was awesome. And I actually was, watched it. You never want it, dude. Yeah. I would definitely encourage you and anybody who's out there listening to this. If you want a new series to go and watch, to marathon or to take a look at, I couldn't be more of a fan of Castle, especially like the first five seasons. They're so good, and it's just five. It had that many seasons? Oh, way more than five. I Jesus, I had no I think idea. It had like eight seasons. I always, you know, I always heard about it, but I make a, I, I have like a, a rule. It's a personal rule. I just, I just can't watch. Uh, network procedurals anymore. Yeah, like with the exception of with the exception of Law and Order, because there's just or something about Law and CW Order that's shows. consistently good. But see, but see, but those aren't procedurals, though. I guess. Well, I mean, I guess maybe you could argue that superhero shows are becoming something of a procedural. But I'm talking about like your your cop dramas, your doctor dramas, the emergency room movies, the fire. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sorry, shows the the fire uh, department shows, like the ones that just repeats of everything. You know, it's like. It's the same fucking procedure over and over again, and I just can't. One watch of the things that I anymore. actually think that is really cool about that is that you don't need to watch every episode in order. Well, you, yeah. you can really, you can just, you can see an episode and it's cool. It's like yeah. Law and Order. Like most I've, of them never, are I've never watched Law and Order back to back to back to back. I've seen episodes here and episodes yeah. there, and it's awesome every time. It, you know, I get it. I get what's going on. I understand the story that yeah, you know the characters. Same, for the most part, same thing with Castle. And then there's like. With Castle, the cool thing is that, that there's running yeah. storylines that go through the entire series that they just build on in small ways, where most episodes are all self-contained, and then there'll be these, you know, sort of two-part episodes, which is really cool, where they'll be, you know, they actually get a chance to, to tell further along the, you know, kind of quote-unquote main storyline. Yeah. All right, I'll give it a shot, for sure. Yeah. Definitely want to look into yeah. it, because I love Nathan Fillion. He's the fucking man. Yeah, he's great, man. He's a really good actor. He's been in so many good things that a lot of people probably don't know about. Uh, you know, I would definitely encourage you, like, if you're a fan of anything that he's done, either Castle or Firefly or anything else, um, go back and check out some of his other stuff because Nathan Fillion has done some really, really cool movies. And try and find some of the, you know, the, the hard-to-find stuff. So this weekend, we had the opportunity to see Venom. Okay, so entering the review segment of the show... <laughs> I didn't know I had the segue. I thought it was like a you know a thing. No. So <laughs> ready, set, review. review. Okay. So here we go. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Do so, you though? <laughs> so let's let's talk let's talk about Venom for Debatable. a second. <laughs> so uh, we really like this movie, and there's a there's a lot to take apart with this movie. Yeah, we we both went to see it, and and one of the things. You know, uh, very, I guess you could say, uh, hipster of us or or whatever, uh, nostalgic of us. We went to see this movie 
uh, in an old school $6 theater. It was a projection screen, no, no surround or no, like, uh, no reclining seats, no reclining, no stadium stadium seating. It was just an old school movie with big buckets of popcorn. And it was, and way less seats. Yeah. And it was awesome. And it was, it was amazing. I I had a great experience. And you know what? Yeah. Tell me, tell me what you like, man. So first things first, Venom looks awesome like venom in the movie he looks awesome they they just they nailed his look so perfectly obviously they didn't put a spider on his chest because it wouldn't make any fucking sense but they he just looks good he's big he's bulky he's got the the claws he's not too veiny the eyes are right he actually has a fucking tongue he looks good and the sound too like he he sounds like you never really you've only ever really heard Venom on TV in the animated series. It's always different live. He sounds like what I would imagine Venom to be. And with the exception of the last action scenes, uh, the action throughout the rest of the movie was really crisp, really good. It really made me like feel like this is the way Venom would fucking fight if he was in if, it, if this was real. Like it, I, I think they nailed the look, and that's that's just right out the gate. It looked it looked amazing. So one of my favorite things about the movie, and this is going to sound like a negative at first, but <laughs> hear me out. Uh, the movie is only an hour and forty something minutes. It's it's actually Barely, a really, yeah. yeah, it's it's a really short movie, uh, or not really short, but shorter than most comic it's like book standard movies. Mo- it's like standard action movie running time. One of my favorite minutes, parts like- about the movie, absolutely my favorite part. Like like you're in, you're out, you get this great thrill ride. It's incredible. And the thing that I like about it, and I'm a I'm a Venom fan, um, and especially when uh, during his one of his newer runs when he uh, took over Flash Thompson and the yeah, whole uh, going Agent into outer Venom. space, Agent Venom. A- Agent Venom is a really amazing storyline. But Eddie Brock and getting a chance that was my childhood and growing up, and you know he's you know loving him as a Spider-Man villain. But the thing that I liked about it is that even though it was an original take on the ca- on the story, it stayed true to the character. So it was an original take on the story, and it, and it really, really did stay true to the character, especially if you read a lot of the earlier Venom comics. That, that's, it, oh, it's really God, cool to yes. hear the dichotomy between the two like entities, between Eddie Brock and, and Venom, right? And it's it's really, really cool. Yeah, it's very um, much in, in line with the Lethal Protector was it first a, like, run. Like, yes, so good. Yeah, very in line with Lethal Protector. It was hilarious. There was, was hilarious. some funny was so scenes. Great. There's cool action. Eddie Brock is... You know, it's it's yeah. it's Tom Hardy, and he's amazing. Well, we can talk about some of those. So scenes. let's and oh, spoiler alert! So yeah, because this is spo- be, be, so full of spoilers. We're about to go full spoilers. So now that we've given you our opinion, uh, full spoilers. Uh, so you've been warned. Spoilers. So when <laughs> the bad guy and the villain being Riot, okay, I yes. think it's very. You know, cool. I, I like the way that they did it. I like that you got a lot of like again some of the the. If I can quote uh, Kevin Smith, the the real wank stuff. Yeah, for fans. like the Life the, Foundation, and, and Carlton Drake, Lady Venom, Lady Venom. Yeah, like, like right? really like wank, just wank stuff for fans. Yeah, man, it was like I I loved the fact that and like not for nothing, man. Uh, uh, is it is it Riz Ahmed? Riz Ahmed? I'm not sure how you say his name. Riz, I think it's Riz. Yeah, we'll go with that. So he. Uh, played the main villain, main villain Carlton Drake, who eventually gets the symbiote and becomes another symbiote and becomes Riot, and he was like smart move on Sony's part, taking a page out of the Marvel playbook and getting a high caliber actor to play your villain because this guy delivered on the villain part really well. He had some really great lines. One of my favorite lines I think in the entire movie um, was when he they were the one they were doing one of the tests with the symbiote. Uh, see, they almost got me saying it the, the yeah, wrong way. Symbiote. Symbiote. It's symbiote, not symbiote. Yeah. <laughs> when they were doing one of the tests with the symbiote behind the in, in the lab or whatever, and he, the human subject, the human host, dies. Yeah. And and Carlton Drake, he goes, he's like such pathetic characters or such 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 pathetic creatures. And the scientist goes, the symbiotes, and he goes, no, humans. And like. That was such a great line for me because it was like his whole motivation throughout the entire movie was to try to find a way to make make human beings better. And he was using the symbiotes to do that. And, of course, you know, it's, it was really an evil plot at the end of the day. But you, like, believed in what he was trying to do to, like, better humanity. He thought this was the way to better humanity and it's what made him a great villain. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it was a really cool blend of, like, 
corporate villain yeah. mixed with evil doctor. Very much right? so. Like, it's it's cool corporate villain evil doctor that, like, it just mad scientist who's yeah. well-funded, like, really, really cool. And, um... And driven, and I, I liked him. I really did. I, I liked him as the as the villain character. Um, and uh, the only things I didn't like when you were talking about the symbiotes, uh, symbiotes, if you will, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> uh, when you're talking about those, and they actually killed the human host. That was actually one of the things I didn't like about the movie. Is that when when the, the, the there was those symbiotes that would go and they would physically bond with yep. the human and then they would die and the human right. would die and then the symbiote would die. But then with venom, he could like bond with multiple people. Like, right. like Brock was like the perfect quote unquote perfect bond. And like, right. okay, like it was deus ex machina. Like get over course, it. That's not yeah. what you're here for. You're not, you're not, you didn't go to see venom because you want a really good story, right? Yeah. You want to see venom bite people's heads off and like <laughs> punch people in the face and like, Rip people apart. That's what you want to see. It's almost like the Expendables, right? <laughs> like you don't go into this movie thinking that you're going to get Avengers Infinity War. Okay? It's Venom. Okay? And it's Sony's Venom. See, but even right? to that point, though, I think the story held up really well. So I don't understand. Like, I knew critics were going to just shit all over this movie. It's just what critics do for any movie that's not an MCU movie. That does not mean that the MCU movies don't deserve the fanfare that they get. So just don't try to twist my words. Don't at me, you motherfuckers. Um, Iron but, Man 3, though? What? Dude, don't get me started on Iron Man 3. I <laughs> fucking know it. <laughs> so the story in Venom, in Venom it, it really holds up. And it, it's very direct. And it moves very quickly. But there really aren't any plot holes holes so to speak everything is sort of explained and everything is covered and it moves very quickly it goes from beginning to end and i like your point about the fact that it's a short movie because in my opinion venom is about 30 minutes away from being like a legitimately good comic book movie. no no and i see i think that's where you miss it i, I think that it's a it's a good comic book movie as it is and if it had 30 more minutes, it would be Suicide Squad. <laughs> it would be awful. Like, I don't want it. Like, if Suicide Squad condensed, they took a half hour out of that movie, they condensed it down to, like, an hour and 45 minutes, man, ooh, that would have been a great movie. No, they should have they taken, taken two hours out of that movie. Yeah. Just give you 15 minutes of, yeah. of Will Smith shooting yeah. people the, like, the and Quinn, call it a the day. Quinn and Joker scenes yeah. call with, it a with day. Batman and the... the <laughs> Uh, Will Smith, the yeah. dead shot scene <laughs> with Batman, yeah. Uh, but, but keep the scene where Slipknot gets killed. So that getting awesome. back to Venom, getting back to the point here, right? Like, so, like, one of the biggest plot holes, and I can feel our audience just screaming at you out there, because one of the biggest what? plot holes what? that they came up with what? was, why does Venom turn against Riot? Like, why does he do it? He, oh, I was kind of a loser back home. Which he obviously didn't mean. That's obviously sarcasm. And any fans out there who don't understand sarcasm, that was sarcasm. Like, see, he's not really, like, he didn't actually think okay. that. Like, see, you're, see, okay, we're not editing this out either. Right. I'm going to tell you you're an idiot. No, because you're an idiot. You answered your own question. Why does he go against Ryan? Or, no, I'm sorry, you didn't answer your own question. You proved my point. If you have, so there's a scene in the movie where he says, where Eddie says to the Venom, he goes, what made you change your mind? And then, like, now he wants to save the world. And he goes, you did, Eddie. So Yeah, with, stupid. So, that, he doesn't mean that either. That's but so with, dumb. But my point is, with, like an additional, thing. with an additional 30 minutes of that movie, you can really explore no, the Eddie Brock Venom relationship. 30 minutes more of a terrible movie. No, you would no, have had 30 oh, minutes more of Eddie Brock and Venom bonding. Oh, See what I did there? Oh, like, come oh, on. Oh, it would have been so false. good. No way, man. You, you are, did, Eddie. You, you are you out. You did. You were out of your mind. It was not you, Eddie. You changed my mind. That was not the reason. Trump, like pussy. Yo, that was funny. The no, jump. he said it was the reason. He said you, Eddie. Yeah. You, comma, Eddie. Oh, come on. Uh, he also said that it was because he was a loser on his planet. Like, no, he just mentioned that's why he bonded with Eddie because he said, I was kind of a loser on my planet, just like you, no. Eddie. Okay. A, 
you're an idiot. B, <laughs> you're completely wrong. They left a huge plot, plot hole. Like, it's a giant gaping plot hole, right? Okay, Venom is not Infinity War. But is it a fun time at the movies? Was I absolutely so happy with the money that I spent going there to see it? 100%. Was I in and out? Yes, and even better. It was awesome. I was satisfied. I was satiated. Man, it's like going to see... It's, it's, it's like going to... Uh, Fast food, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to eat at uh, Capitol Grill tonight. You know what? I'm. I'm gonna go to. Uh, or not even. Maybe one step above fast food. Maybe it's like uh, Fridays or Applebee's. Applebee's. That's a good one. So here's the more. <laughs> so so aside from the fact that you're wrong, the more the more important point is here's the question of the day though. Does this movie? take place in the MCU. Now, I don't care what the... I know the, the movie studios and directors and producers will tell you it does not. But what I saw was neutral, I'll call it, because there is nothing in that movie that I saw that explicitly makes it clear that it is not in the MCU. Wow, but there look is, at that. You can actually say some things that aren't stupid. That, fuck you. <laughs> there is one thing... There is one thing, though, that gives a strong case for the fact that it does take place in the MCU. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, when she says that you got um, you got run out of New York. What? No, idiot. What? What are you talking about? No, Stan Lee. Oh, yeah, Stan Who Lee. is confirmed to be the Watcher in the MCU. Yeah, but Stan Lee is, has been in the Fantastic Four movies, too. Yeah, irregardless. No, um, without having lack of regard. Yeah. But he said that line to him, and he goes, he said, he said, you better take care of her, both of you. How would the guy on the street know that he had Venom with him if he wasn't the fucking Watcher? Well, yeah, I think it's, I think it is clear that Stanley is the Watcher, and and yes, does Stanley connect like all the universes like ever? Because Stanley was in the original Spider-Man films as well. Okay, so how about right? this then? So he's the Watcher, but very similar. It's a multiverse, right? Like, right. So does Marvel what, make a multiverse? So let me tell you why you're correct, and actually, uh, you said something that was for smart for once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with um, the thing that was awesome about Venom that they did was that. They didn't tie it to the MCU, but they didn't untie it from the MCU. They left it open where you have it, the opportunity Could be, right? to tie it in and bring it into the fold. Yeah. Again, great thing. It wasn't a giant world-ending villain. It was a villain that was uh, it acted in a small town. It was interesting. There was yep. a rocket that blew up, so there was a big explosion. Okay, but like, okay, that could just be like this separate thing, yep. and then like maybe Shield comes in to investigate later on. Well, right? they also, but, but they're not going to be there to like, like they're not there. Like it doesn't matter. So like, you can tie it into the MCU, yeah, and you can have it be its own separate thing. And they I also left that. They also left that door open. I don't know if you caught that. So to your point about the the run, being run out of New York and the Daily Globe, that's pulled directly from the comics. I don't yeah. believe they mentioned the Daily Globe yeah. in the other MCU that's movies. What I'm, I'm saying, but. The other thing but that it I like leaves room for them to fit in, and they could say, "Oh, why'd you get run out of New York?" Oh, and Spider Man, and so did uh, so did John Jameson. Did you catch that at the very beginning of the movie? Oh yeah, oh, the yeah. one the one astronaut yeah. that goes, "That's Jameson." Yeah. That's that's like the biggest door, I think, yeah. maybe into yeah. the MCU because now now they haven't introduced Jameson in uh, in, the, in, in either of the Spider Man movies yet, so that's yet to be determined. I'm sure they're going to, but that's a big door to the MCU because eventually it's going to get to the point where if they keep on making Spider Man movies and having him appear, you're 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 going to have to introduce J. John Jameson and the Daily Bee. You, you can't have Spider Man without the other, you know. So yeah, and I, I think you're correct. I think that's uh, I think that's a good point. And then the uh, <laughs> the last. So extra spoiler here. Um, as with all comic book movies, make sure you always stay for the after credit scene. Okay, so let's <laughs> get to it. Right? Here's, the, here's the juicy. What did you think of the after credit scene? <sighs> I thought he looked like Sideshow Bob, but I still he loved it. He looked like Sideshow Bob. But I still loved it. I so still loved for it. For those of you who haven't seen it or may not want to go see it, the character that they introduce is a character by the name of 
Cletus Cassidy. And one of the coolest stories that happened in the 90s, and I, I remember reading this vividly when I was a child, and I still have all of the books today, obviously, and um, just one of the best Spider-Man and Venom storylines, which is a storyline called Maximum Carnage. And, and it was a, a tie-in storyline. It had a really, it had some really, really cool villains. It was a really cool yep. story, and Carnage was an absolutely brutal brutal bad guy he was a serial killer who got control of a symbiote so he becomes a symbiote and he just murders people so and he's just this crazy wild like almost i don't want to say joker style because he's not methodical he's just insane yeah, he's completely he's insane just an insane killer and uh and yeah, and but he put together in a team of insane killers, which is all cool. So anyway, they introduced Cletus Cassidy Carnage into the Venom universe. Uh, <laughs> the Venom we'll just we'll, we'll call it the Venom verse for right now. And it was Woody Harrelson <laughs> playing Cletus Cassidy, wearing a curly hair, red curly haired wig, because Cletus Cassidy has red curly hair. Uh, awful. The wig, <laughs> the wig was obvious. It was so bad. It looked, it would look terrible. I wish, I almost wish I hadn't stayed for the extra credit scene, but of course I had to like, but it looked so stupid. I, I didn't like the way that they did it. I don't like the way that they introduced it. It was so dumb. I didn't want to see Cletus Cassidy yet. Like, cause like carnage doesn't work unless you build him in maximum carnage. Right? Like, you gotta have that be the storyline, and you can do it really well because you can bring in yeah. Captain America. You can bring in Cloak and Dagger. You can bring in Morbius, who they're making Morbius a movie uh, with Jared Leto. Uh, right? And uh, then you bring in Tom Holland as Spider Man, right? And you you bring in, you know, and you have a partnership. You do uh, what in oil and gas and uh, industrial organizations call a JV or a joint venture, uh, you do a joint a JV between Sony and uh, and and Disney, oh, yeah. right? And you you have them both make money off of it, and you have an incredible next crossover. And now you have multiple crossovers going at the same time. What's better than one awesome ultimate crossover movie? Two ultimate crossover movies, except Justice League. Um, None of what you just said is going to happen. But like none of I hope. Well, I hope. I, I mean, I hope, never I, hope, I, hope, I, I literally hope that they just abandon Carnage. Period. Oh no, they're going to keep Carnage. Well, so that's the question. Because it's it's literally the way that they wrote Riot. Riot, like like you never saw Venom use his symbiote in the way that Carnage. Yeah. When you first saw Carnage use the symbiote, and that was as blades and spikes and things like that. You never saw that from Venom. Right. And so like that's why Carnage was cool in right. the comic books. And if he wasn't cool in the beginning, none of the um, storylines that have happened since would, would have ever been cool. Right. So like, you establish a cool character and then all of his other storylines are cool. Right. But now it's not unique what he's doing and the way that he's going to use his symbiote and the actor sucks and the fucking wig sucks. And like. I don't want to see it. Just abandon that. Like, let's pretend that didn't exist. Like, let's let's leave that after credit scene. Just uh, leave it long gone. So, Halloween happens in two weeks. Halloween in two weeks. I hope you guys have got your costumes ready. I know I do. Really super psyched about it. Got it off of an awesome uh, cosplay website. So, so in the spirit of reviewing things, it's almost Halloween. So we're going to talk about. Halloween. I'm talking about Halloween the movie coming out this weekend with Jamie Lee Curtis and fuck I forget his name but the guy that actually played Michael Myers in the 1978 movie yeah. is playing Michael Myers now 40 years later. So this trailer I've watched this trailer a lot and I'm as a fan as a huge fan of the original Halloween movie uh, I'm so fucking hyped for this movie because it's a so so let's just give you guys some context in case you're unaware everyone should be that aware the, of the uh, fact nick castle is the guy nick castle about? thank you so everyone should be aware of the fact that there have been to date like nine halloween movies or ten halloween movies um uh all of them except for the first one have been completely fucking awful especially when i didn't have michael myers um except for the one that had buster rhymes where he he kicks him 
through like the window and he goes trick or treat motherfucker like Dude, that was that was that pretty was, cool um, like that was cool was that H two O I think uh, was no Halloween. that was Resurrection no yeah Halloween Resurrection that's right H two O was the really short one yeah where doesn't Jamie Lee Curtis die in that one no she dies in Resurrection so oh he, that's the one she dies <laughs> yeah H two O was the one where Josh Hartnett plays her son oh that's and right like in that's college right, that's or something right, that's right. yeah. 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 And then now Resurrection Buster Rhymes, where they turned it into so a reality good. show, so just good. genius, so good, absolutely genius, loved so, it. Such schlock, such uh, just, <laughs> just such an awesome bad movie. So the trailer for the new one though is straight up terrifying because it takes place, it negates all, every other movie that's ever been made, and is a direct sequel to the first Halloween movie, and takes place in the current day. So legit, forty years later. The trailer breaks it down that Michael Myers has been in prison for the last 40 years. This maybe like figure your Dr. Loomis type character, Professor Loomis type character. Um, and for whatever reason, he shows up with Michael Myers' mask. Yeah. And seems to like. Because that's a good idea. Ryle. Yeah, like, like great, great idea. fucking idea. Like, yeah, like, like I'm going to go for this lion and poke it with a stick. Like, yeah. you know what are you fucking doing? Let me remind this guy of who he is. Exactly. So then, of course, he's a uh, prisoner transfer. The bus crashes. He escapes on Halloween. Yeah. Comes back to terrorize him. But what I like about this trailer is the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis in the trailer, you hear her saying that she hopes that Michael Myers gets out of prison. And the cop goes, what? Why? And Jamie Lee Curtis goes, so I can kill him. Yeah, definitely and, a good line. Ooh. Well delivered. I, I'm excited to see the movie. Um, I think the concept is cool. Um, you know, nostalgia is big right now. It's it's going to be interesting to see. And, and, and the most you know, important, I think it'll be a fun slasher flick to go see. The most and, important and, part you know, of the movie um, is that they kept the original home. theme music. Yeah. I mean, that's the key. I mean, you can't have Halloween without the original theme music. And, and it is the, the most iconic yeah. Um, arguably the most iconic horror movie music that that you know with sequels that's out there. You know, definitely. Like you, you hear that movie, you you're, that music, you recognize it immediately. So in the trailer for Pet Cemetery. Okay. Speaking, speaking of spooky of, shit. So speaking of other spooky trailers. Damn. So yeah, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, Pet Cemetery as well, right? And, and man, I remember that movie when I was a kid and legitimately scared just i remember the you know i think they made a sequel to it i i didn't like the sequel so much um no, no. maybe it was just because i was a little older when the secret came the sequel came out but no 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 because it wasn't good yeah probably <laughs> but the first one like i was legitimately scared like like you oh know, and we scared the shit out of yeah, me stay up late at night like can't sleep you in know? the basement yeah yeah just so scared of that movie and like just absolutely crazy um and the new one looks just the same way. Like, yeah. Like, it looks an, like an absolutely terrifying movie. You know, really creepy, creepy kids. The fact that John Lithgow is in it, dude, I'm so – he's such a good actor and so underrated sometimes. Like, John Lithgow is, like, really, really incredible, and I can't wait to see him in, uh, in this movie as well. You know, I think he'll do a really good job. So last on our list of trailers to talk about. Yeah, last, last one. Daredevil. Season three. Because all three of these come out this weekend, obviously. Yes. Uh, holy fucking shit. Daredevil season three. Oh, sorry. Pet Cemetery comes out in April of next year. Sorry. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, anyway. Daredevil. I, I, I yeah. ignored that comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah anyway. <laughs> um, well, well, no, because Daredevil, no, happens Daredevil on, comes out, this comes out yeah, tomorrow, yeah. and then uh, so does Halloween. this weekend. Uh, Daredevil season three looks obscene. Kingpin out of prison looking at Vincent D'Onofrio just being as kingpin as ever. Like he's – talk about one of the best casting choices that any comic book or any TV show period has made. He's so good. Yeah, I couldn't second that enough. Uh, he's, in my opinion, one of the coolest villains that Marvel has ever written. Yeah. Um, in, in, in terms of like TV or movie storylines. I think, uh, you know – I think he's incredible. I think he's legitimately scary. I think he's very realistic. Um, I like what they're doing in trying to um, frame Daredevil, you know, and Dude. make him the bad guy. I like how they're bringing in another villain. Who could it be? Is it Bullseye? It's is Bullseye. It? Is it Bullseye? It's fucking Bullseye. It would be awesome if it yeah, was. It definitely is. You know? And so, then, you know, with Bullseye, like, how far along, like, how far away is maybe they'll put in Elektra? You know, back. Yeah. Um, so the framing yeah, bring, of sorry, bring Electra. The framing of Daredevil that it appears to be happening, I absolutely love because it just reminds me. It, it harkens back to the. I'm forgetting the name of the story arc, but it's quite possibly the best Daredevil story arc ever. Um, it's the one where 
uh, Kingpin discovers that Daredevil is Matt Murdock and releases that information to the public and goes on uh, just a, a whole psychological warfare campaign just trying to destroy Matt Murdock's life. Not just Daredevil, but Matt Murdock's life. And he's like out at his Daredevil, and it's, it's just an incredible story. And it feels to me from the trailer that that's the story they're drawing inspiration from for this season. And if that's the case, this will this could be the best season of any Netflix show, like better than Daredevil season one. Like, yeah, it, it looks really, really good. I really think, and, and Daredevil is so cool. It's definitely been the most consistently good Marvel TV show uh, that they've done. Um, you know, I, I I actually have not watched all the way through. Um, I've not watched all the way through uh, Shield and, and things like that, um, but Daredevil, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, as far as Luke Cage, I like both first seasons. Luke Cage wasn't the biggest fans of Iron Fist or Jessica Jones, um, but that's just me. That's just my opinion, man. Um, but I loved Luke Cage. I thought Luke Cage was so awesome. I loved Defenders. Yeah. Defenders was awesome. Um, I, and I, then, you know, but Daredevil has been good. Daredevil, the second season, Punisher was amazing. Woo, but, yeah. but Daredevil season one, Daredevil season two, and Daredevil season three, uh, they all look incredible. I'll, def- I'll definitely give you Iron Fist. I'll give you Iron Fist season one because that was pretty fucking terrible. Jessica Jones, you're out of your mind. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. It's, yeah. it's so fucking good. Well, what do you say, Matt? So uh, looks like it's about that time. Looks like uh, we finished kind of wrapping up everything we wanted to talk about this week. So I can't believe that Venom was top of the box office for the second weekend in a row. So we were both wrong on that one. Yeah, we said Goosebumps. Yeah. Who's going to win this week? Who won last week? Uh, you know, we said Goosebumps was going to win, and it was Venom again. So my pick this the week. The second week in a row. Can't believe two weeks in a row, number one movie in America. Getting a sequel. Yeah. So uh, my yeah. pick this week is 100% going to win, Surefire, Halloween. Halloween is 100% going to take the weekend box office. Yeah. What do no. you think? Um, I'm, I'm going to have to second that. Uh, I think that, you know, obviously great timing, um, you know, great concept, nostalgia, do it the weekend before Halloween, yep. you know, or a couple weeks rather before Halloween, and it's, uh, yeah, just, uh, I think it's a good move. I, yeah. You know, I, I, I think it's a... Uh, um, I think it's it's just smart production. I think it's going to be a just a regular slasher flick. I'm not going again. I'm not going to see fucking yep. Gone with the Wind. I'm going to just go see Michael Myers fucking murder some people and and then hopefully just get shot in the head by Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, hopefully some babysitters. I hope Jamie Lee Curtis actually dies and then somebody else kills Michael Myers. There has to be titties. There's got to be titties. Oh, definitely going to be titties. Yeah. yeah, you can't make a Michael Myers with that titties. Yeah. No. Gotta have, gotta have babysitter titties. Although no, 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 I don't think there was in the first Halloween. If my memory serves me correct, because I know that Jamie Lee Curtis didn't show her boobies. No, it wasn't her. She didn't show her boobies until uh, Trading Places. Right? I think there so, was titties. It's been a long time since I've seen. I think there was titties. Was there titties? You know, we should watch for research. Yeah, maybe find research out. purposes. Have to uh, go back and take yeah. a look. All right. Well. Thanks for listening. Yeah, so that's a, that, that wraps it up for this weekend. Let us know what you think. Uh, any of our opinions that you guys liked or disliked, you know, come on, uh, let us know. Anything that you uh, did, if you get a chance to see Venom, you know, let us know what you thought about it, you know, any or anything else that we're talking about, your opinions on it, man. That's right. Follow us on Instagram. Go like our shit, watch our stories, and uh, listen to our podcast. Thanks for coming out. I'm Anthony. And I'm Matt. And this was Ready, Set, Review.